Hello, and welcome to Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMenamin. In this series of podcasts, Sean and I are going to be talking about business topics and adventures, that work-life balance that everybody needs. So sit back and enjoy the show. Sean, how are you doing today? Good, Les. How are you? I'm doing fine. I think I'm actually doing better than you were. Well, yeah, that's that's a topic for a different day, managing your emotions when people frustrate yeah. you. Yeah, no doubt. And I, you know, I do think that in some of our topics, we have uh, circled that topic, uh, you know, multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deep so, breath. yeah, deep breaths. So, um, uh, Sean and I are are stepping back a little bit and changing our, our podcasting outline. Uh, we're going to um, uh, circle back to the basics and kind of take a, a deeper dive on some of our topics that we have done in the past. And some of these topics will be new, new topics, but some of them will be repeat, but we're going to, we're going to go a little, little bit deeper on the topics themselves. Um, so, you know, a lot of our, um, um, podcasts have been very broad-based, very uh, theoretical in discussion, and uh, somewhat out of our out of our scope, so to speak, uh, out of our I guess our expertise, wouldn't you say? Um, but we still have an opinion. But yeah, that we that we were talking out of our expertise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I probably talked a lot about things that I'm not an expert in. That's right. So we we've decided that uh, we're going to step back a little bit. And we're going to uh, refocus ourselves onto uh, uh, quite a few quality topics, uh, but we're going to hone in on some, some specifics and try to go uh, deeper, try to uh, give you information that you can walk away with uh, uh, some good usable uh, items, so to speak. So, so this week's topic is going to be on process mapping. So well, we're going to deep dive on process mapping. Right. So, and, and um, would you say like process process mapping would be kind of the first step in any kind of overview review of of your systems um, and what mm-hmm. what people are doing in the office? You know, to to move the product and information through the the operations. I think it's one of the biggest key steps. Uh, yeah. You know, I think that. Uh, process mapping is is so important to almost anything you do you know a, a lot of times process mapping um, evolves around uh, the implementation implementation of ERP systems which both of us have gone through we're both going through uh, so process mapping is very key to that uh, to change management uh, to just understanding your business process mapping is a foundational a foundational tool so I actually did a little bit of research and, and found out uh, where process mapping actually came from. So it started uh, in 1921 with Frank and Lillian Gilbert. So they are both uh, very heavy into the whole uh, quality arena, uh, just like uh, some of the names most people know, like Duran and, and uh, Dimming, uh, some of those, yeah, some of those famous names. So they were, they were some of the ones that were uh, some of the first uh, pioneers, so to speak. Uh, it became very heavily used in the in the 1940s through the uh, American Society of Mechanical Engineers, 
Uh, in fact, uh, ASME adopted a lot of the symbology uh, 1947. So uh, from there, it kind of rolled into manufacturing industry and, and became a, a, a very heavy tool in, uh, in something that kind of helped you understand, you know, how your business is run. So, um, you know, I guess the first thing we, we should probably talk about is, is what is process mapping? So for those people, which almost in today's industry, I would be surprised if there was anybody that doesn't know what process mapping is. I really think that process mapping is even one of those things that people that come out of school even know what process mapping is. Right. I'm sure, I'm sure at some point through most classes, most curriculum, they would, they would touch on on process mapping. Yeah, I, w I would think so too. Yeah. You know, even, you know, I think that a lot of, uh, a lot of students, a lot of college and high school kids are introduced uh, to some of the uh, program flow through programming, which has a lot of the same symbology. You know, it has the, uh, you know, the, the process box, the decision box, uh, you know, the start and the stop uh, box, documentation, things like that. So, you know, when you're doing logic, programming logic has a lot of the same um, symbology and a lot of the same use cases that Which, a process map would. Right, makes, makes sense because it is, it's a, a, a logical flow of information, yeah. you know, through the, through whatever the process that you're talking about. And, and I do right. like, I do like the definitions and the, the boundaries of process mapping because it is very project oriented. It's when you, when you, when you talk about a project having a defined beginning and defined end, a process map yeah. has, has a defined beginning boundary and a defined end boundary in order to, yeah. you know, review what that process is and all the steps in between. So the definition of, of what process mapping is, uh, it's basically the graphical representation of a flow of information. So, I mean, that kind of in its core uh, definition is, is what a process map is. But there's so many different variations of process maps and, and how they can be used. You know, they've been, uh, they've been introduced into a lot of the new frameworks. I, I guess I shouldn't say new, but a lot of the quality frameworks that exists out there, like the DMAIC process or the Plan, Do, Check, Act process, the 8D process. Again, like we said at the beginning of this, you know, uh, process maps are kind of a, a foundational tool that's used, uh, you know, in a lot of those areas. So, you know, when you're when you're doing process mapping, so let's say, you know, you're somebody that has uh, kind of runs a department or something like that. You know, um, why would somebody want to do process map? What, what's the what's the business needs for a process map? You know, you got any, any thoughts there, Sean? Yeah, to set to set the steps uh, in in the process. So what you are responsible for, the um, mm -hmm. the process itself and the expectations that come out of that process. So right. you, you would want to do you would want to do a process map, and like you said, it is a graphical representation. So with with a graphical representation, with the with the symbols and the symbology that that guide you in you know another layer of thought, it is a great teaching tool. It's a teaching tool right. for anybody new coming in. Well, and it keeps everybody on the same page too. When you're when you're talking through the the steps of your business, um, if you can keep people on the same page, I think graphically that is probably one of the best ways that you can do that is to be able to show 
people where the boundary of their process scopes are. So what I mean by boundary is where does the process start? Where does the process end? And then what are the steps between it? Um, you know, and, and, you know, one of the big questions I always get is, is how detailed do those steps need to be? You know, that's, that's one of those questions that's, uh, you know, different for every process and different for every organization. It's how deep do you go with the process map? Well, you know, you set me up there for a nice, uh, at least, at least for what I was thinking, uh, I, I, I try, add, I can add more to what I was thinking. Yes. And this was not pre-planned. What first thing I was thinking is that a process map is the is a common language. It's common language for every layer of the organization. So if you have if mm -hmm. you have a good process map, like I said, if you hire somebody new, you can give it to somebody new and they have an understanding of what happens. And then you can you can run that process map. And if that person gets your pro the process map, he or she quickly understands what what what's being done. So if there are any questions, then then uh, the process map is a good directional tool yeah it's a it's also a good way to make decisions mm -hmm. uh, understand where you need to improve so when you're going through some sort of uh, improvement process it, as opposed to just making statements about where here's where I think it needs to change you know understanding the process input the process output another thing you can do with process maps is measures uh, understanding where your measures start and where they end what steps are between the measure? You know, that is one of the huge um, problems that I see is that people aren't always on the same page when they're thinking about a, a measurement of a process. Oh, well, this takes this long. Well, how, what steps are involved in that? How do you know what the steps are? You know? Yeah, and, so, and there you're, you're trying, you're kind of going into that next level of process mapping into a value stream. So what is the value right. of each process step in between? Um, hey, one other thing that I did, I, I, I didn't finish what I was thinking before when you were saying, yeah, how detailed should you be? And it all depends on the organization. And I would say from from a management standpoint, you know, you want to make sure that you provide guidelines and not direction, just strict direction. Right. If you if you provide just, you know, every step that a person has to take in each box of that stream that map then then i mean you could just have robots doing it instead of people so you you kind of want to make sure that the understanding is there as to what the the expectation is the standard guidelines for uh, your boundaries on how you get things done and and those standard guidelines and boundaries kind of is where you went with you know on the value stream the metrics that you you measure at each stage of a process process step. So that leads me into my, into my next area is, is the different types of process maps. So as you can imagine, you can have different uh, types of, of diagrams that give you different pieces of information. Of course, the, you know, the b most basic, uh, just a process chart, you know, the process chart being uh, just the steps uh, throughout the process that show any sort of decisions, any sort of branching, anything like that. Um, the, the next one would be a deployment flow chart, which is sometimes called a swim lane flow chart. So the, the thing that, that, uh, happens with this flow chart is it can be the same process map, but the steps are broken into what they call swim lanes and those swim lanes represent responsibility. So what's nice about that chart is you can actually see 
where the process actually crosses boundaries within the responsibility area. So is it going back and forth between, you know, two different departments too many times? Is there a lot of lane changes throughout the whole process? You know, things to look for in that process step. So, you know, that's kind of a, a step up. Then you brought up the, the next one, the value stream map. That takes it even one step further and starts to add that visual component of, of how is my, you know, uh, process actually flowing with key pieces of information, you know, like number of people, the tack time, the, the um, uh, resource information, the, you know, the durations, the, you know, all of the, right. the value add, the non-value add uh, time, all that kind of stuff. So the, so the value stream map even goes a little bit further. So, oh, and there is one other chart that uh, I can think of that, you know, I didn't address in here was a SIPOC diagram. Uh, SIPOC intended to be a very high level uh, diagram where you're focused on what are your inputs and who are responsible for those inputs, what are your outputs, and who are the recipient of those outputs, and what are the high level steps in between that input and the output. That one's a lot of time used to kind of scope your process map and understand what you're about to uh, what you're about to diagram. So, you know that uh, a SIPOC is usually, uh, from my perspective, is usually where I start first whenever I'm actually uh, doing process mapping. I don't actually start at kind of a detailed. I try to understand the high level first and try to scope it uh, appropriately. So that I don't try to map um, uh, the the business universe at some company, you know, or somewhere, you know, because then it's just too much, and then it's a big quagmire of of information that's hard to do anything with. In my experience, uh, setting the the process itself, the process boundaries, the start and end of the process, was a lot longer than I would have expected. With with say right. three or four different people in the room. Uh, all working in the process that you're you're about to map, uh, asking them where the process starts. Oh boy, you get you get oh. a lot of comments back and forth about, and 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 everybody see tries to tries to expand. Well, so and so has to do this before that happens, and and then and I get it, you know. So so setting setting that boundary is is very important, and and if you've got a process already existing, you know you think you know it, and like I said, you have four or five people in there ready to ready to to map out the process um it, that's one that's one thing if you if you really don't have a process maybe like where you are now right where you're you're building a business you're building an organization right to understand mm -hmm. to understand and set where that process starts i'm sure you can get plenty of people that sit in the room that really haven't worked in that process to think of of scope creep as to <laughs> where the process really begins and ends i think i think yep. a lot of people try to expand on a process rather than narrow down i think you're better off narrowing down the beginning and the end yes you know? yeah you know in fact a lot of times i've found that if i can title that process and then give some initial boundaries as to where i believe it starts and stops uh before i just let the employees kind of start to dive into uh where it starts and stops a lot of times i can control you know, uh, that a little bit of that creep because you're right. So you, you, if you take, let's say a process like, um, um, I don't know, shipping and receiving, you know, let's say shipping, you know, 
a lot of times they, they they'll have a hard time figuring out well where does shipping start <laughs> well it starts with the receipt of a sales order okay now you've kind of you, you've kind of taken on the elephant because now you're going to start mapping from the time you receive an order now are there components to upstream processes that are inputs to the shipping process you bet there is but define those as inputs and where does the shipping process sh uh, truly start with the concept of shipping right you know so getting them honed in that way because you're right almost every process you can you can sit there and go uh okay where does what are does how do we map out the ar process holy cow that just goes all every which direction, you know? Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say, though, and, and maybe this is something I should say for the end, but I'll, I'll, I'll put it out here now. If you do narrow down the process that you want to map, you do have to make sure that when you map all the processes or you think you have all the processes, you have to connect those, those starts and stops. Yes. Because uh -huh. what I have found is that the handoffs between the process connections the, the, the end of one process and the beginning of another process or when a process ends and then it, it feeds two or three other processes, the the gap that occurs between process ends and, and, and subsequent process beginnings is much of what the waste where, or much of where the waste happens. Uh, mistakes I would agree with things you. Things like that. So, you know, so I think of a process, it's a lot easier to maintain and, and manage. But the outside, when it leaves that process, you got to control it. Right. I, I, you know, a lot of times I think of it as a, as a puzzle. And so a puzzle piece represents a process. And then once you've got that process figured out, you're going to put that puzzle piece into the bigger picture, mm -hmm. you know, exactly. and snap it into place. And it's got to be snapped into place appropriately and correctly, <laughs> or the big picture doesn't work, yeah. you know? Sure. Yeah. So I agree with you. You, you you've got to, take into account i think the 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 main reason i've had better luck starting at the high level is just because i can usually get something done uh, as opposed to trying to tackle the elephant you know yeah. the old adage of how do you eat the elephant yeah one bite at a time <laughs> one bite at a time or how yeah. do you drink the ocean <laughs> one spoon at a time Three, <laughs> i would do it salt's bad for you anyway <laughs> That's right. All so, right. Back, you know, doing back, process, back to our process here. Yeah. So doing this process mapping, you know, um, you know, why, you know, why bother, you know, why, why actually do this stuff? And, and I think you touched on it just right there, just briefly to uncover waste and, and you're doing it in a visual way. You're making sure that your processes are effective and efficient. And to do that, you've got to really have a tool that gives you the pictures in different ways. And so I think all of those process maps, because a lot of times people will say, well, which map do you prefer? I, I prefer all of them. Mm -hmm. I use all of them to one degree or another. You know, there's not one that I solely use and I throw out the rest, you know, so, but your goal is, is you, to actually use these, these process tools as a way to uncover waste. So that's really, you know, one of our biggest reasons for doing this is to understand the process and uncover waste. Yeah, well, in that in that little session that you were talking about, um, one thing that did strike me was which which word is more important, um, effective or efficient? 
and I mean, you could argue probably they're both important in, in different ways, things like that. But to me, as a, as, as a, I would say effective because effective right. actually supports efficient. Yes. Right. And you can be very efficient at a bad process. <laughs> so yes, you, can. you need an effective process. It's kind of, it's, yes. it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of um, like when you're target shooting, you know, is, is your, mm-hmm. is your grouping better than your aim? You could have a great group, but in the wrong spot, not on the bullseye. You yeah. Know? So yeah. If you're hitting the tree to the side and they're all in one place, Hey, great. Right. So that's the that's the definition of repeatability and reproducibility. That's, yeah. So, you know, the whole sure gauge we'll R and R mm-hmm. we, we are going to get to gauge R and R. So that's, that's yeah. on down the road. So, so one thing we wanted to make sure we do is kind of give you an outline give people an outline for when they're doing a process mapping. So w- one of the things that, uh, you know, I always like to suggest to people when, when they are doing a, a, a process mapping is make sure they hone up and practice their facilitation skills because you need to guide these people. And a lot of times you need to guide them in a little bit of a forceful way. You can't just have uh, them run amok. Mm-hmm. So you brought that up earlier you can't just have them all of a sudden just go outside the whims and you so you've got to put some some control and some boundary on it so be prepared as a facilitator to actually um, understand where you and as the facilitator are going to lead this group of people it's not a it's not a kumbaya session where everybody just gets to go where they want to <laughs> well, yes I, but I agree. you do need people's input you do so you have to brainstorm and here's another tool yeah. that we, we can talk about so you brainstorm and it's great when everybody when everybody's brainstorming and they're they've got their you know yellow and green and blue sticky pads and they're writing down their their tasks and what they do and then they're putting them up on the board everybody's all happy and fun. But then when you start organizing those things and you start perhaps questioning what it is that they do, um, not, not, not that you question to judge what they do. It's just a better, trying to get a better understanding. People, people all of a sudden get a little more defensive and, and territorial. So, right. yeah. So your, your, your facilitation skills are very important. So key. So it starts starts with you as the facilitator, but from there, and we've brought some of these up already, but from there, you want to make sure you understand and select the process you're going to go through. Right. Um, you want to identify the scope uh, of the process, you know, the, the starting point and the ending point. And you as the facilitator want to have that understanding kind of in your mind, because as we brought up earlier, people are going to want to expand that scope. And then you're going to be, again, you're going to be trying to map the universe of so said, you know, company, you know, in one setting. Um, You want to understand uh, the plan and kind of schedule out the resources that you've got to use. And then from there, you want to select your mapping technique. So you're going to want to see what makes sense for what are you doing. So if you're trying to understand the generality of the process, starting with that SIPOC diagram. So there's a good place mm-hmm. to start. And then from there, maybe the swim lane or maybe a value stream map. If you're looking for details, if you're in a manufacturing environment, you're probably going to want to float towards a value stream map. If it's front office type activities um, where you're going from department to department, you're wanting to understand duration, uh, you're wanting to understand cycle time, most likely a swim lane will probably you know, do you just fine. Um, from there, uh, you want to conduct interviews because 
you want to you want to kind of get people involved. You want to kind of understand the process. Uh, you want to understand, you know, all the variables that come to the table. You want to make sure you have the right people in there to do the value stream. So I've got a question for you. How, how do you think? And and I've never done it this way, but by you saying that, conduct interviews because we've already said that we brainstormed and we've we've thrown. Know, sticky tabs up on the wall with everything that's going on. Do you do you think it's good to have a couple of sessions in a in a mapping in a mapping environment? Maybe stick you know have everybody provide their input. The people that are that are working on this provide their input, right. organize it. Just the, the the stickies put in 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 some kind of linear fashion, and then and then maybe break and then go talk to people individually afterwards. Yes. Yeah, so the next step is the as is process. You want to you want to map the as is. Now here's the thing: you want to map the true as is, and that's that's the hard thing because you know pe- people like a facilitator. So like myself, uh, a lot of times it's a person that's been in the environment and thinks they know the process because they've been there for a while. They understand generally what's going on but that may not be the real activities that are happening. And so, yes, you would want to, to get a better understanding of the steps, depending on what process level you're going to, whether it's that high, medium, or low, whether it's that, call it the 100,000, 50,000, or the 10,000, whatever, whatever you want to call it level-wise, especially if you're getting to that mid-level or that detailed level uh, process map, yes, you definitely want to have a start of the process and then you want those people to go out there and go, hey, we've started processing this. Is this actually what you do? Is this step next? Is this step after that? Did I get, you know, did I get this right? And I guarantee you nine times out of 10, they're going to come back and they're going to go, guys, we're off. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I've learned something new. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. So, it's no. always good to learn something new. That's that's another reason to do these things. Right. And so – so then you're going to you're going to go through that analyze uh, process, evaluate. And then uh, one thing that I didn't have listed in my in my comments here is really um, after that, you really want to start thinking about a future state. So that's, you know, a value stream processing actually promotes that whole uh, current state and future state. You want to actually start uh, throwing on the board. Um, what you think the future state, and not necessarily set in stone, but start identifying what you think that future state's going to look like from that process map, depending on what your goal is. If your goal is just to understand the process because you're implementing an ERP, you're not necessarily going through an improvement scenario, then maybe a a current state isn't needed. But I do think in, in a lot of cases, it's a good opportunity to say, look, Maybe not now, but we should look at changing this area right here because we've got a big loop or a big waste of time or a big, you know, this, that, or the other, you know, or we're, or we're switching departments way too many times here. You know, we ought to look at changing that. What, what I like, what I like to do is after we set, like after those, those interviews, like you said, and find out what right. really happens, draw up a map, you know, preliminary current state, and then give it to everybody in the process and then, and then ask them to, Mark down, it, mark down when they do or don't follow the steps that we've already written down. Because I, I would yeah. say over, over a two-week period, you'll find that even though you did interviews and people can tell you what they do, if you really help them to 
recognize what they're doing when they're doing it, and then mark it down on this on this visual document that we've created, um, it, it, it will help quite a bit in really getting to the truth. So I, I have a soak period. I have a soak period after after I do that, like the interviews and come up with the preliminary map, because even after even after I've generated a map and then and then ask people to mark it up for what they do during their their day to day work, you'll find out that that there'll be a lot of red marks on it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. You're exactly right. You know, I think that uh, another area that, uh, you know, you as a facilitator or the team in general needs to decide on is in this particular process mapping, are we going to capture data? Uh, so do we need a baseline of data to understand, uh, you know, what we're, what we're doing? So measurements on inventory, measurements on product count, measurements on cycle times, uh, and again, usually this kind of data is usually captured for a value stream map, but it can be captured for a, a swim lane or a process map, especially data such as, you know, uh, durations from, you know, finish to end, um, you know, quality uh, checks, you know, uh, how many errors are we seeing through this kind of stuff. So that's also a good time to start capturing uh, measurement information so that if you are going the route of making changes, then you've got that baseline to see if you actually made a change that got better, you know? So yeah, I like uh, doing that kind of stuff. Not to, not to argue, argue with you, but you know, maybe sometimes I should, and and it's not an argument. (laughs) I I do feel that, that you have to, it it depends on how mature an organization is in a, in a mapping. uh, Agreed. You know, or, or, or in their, in their continuous improvement uh, lifetime. Because yes. if, if you're just setting up, if you're just setting up a map, and it, it, I mean, like for me, walking into a place that has done work for 50 years, and you say, "Hey, you know, we're going to process map this to see how everything's going and see if there's any kind of improvements down the line that we can work work on," boy, it takes a long time to just get them to to agree that yes, this is the process that you know the four of us do in our beginning to end map, you know, in our beginning to end process. Get them get them on board there then you can start to figure out, well, how long does it take? Because some of these questions, some of these questions are personal uh, or people take them personally. Like, are you telling me I'm wasting my time? I sit on this document for too long. Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm not telling you that. Let's just find out. Wouldn't you like to get more documents through? Or if the expectation is that more documents get through the process, whatever it is, a loan application or something like that, if more documents, you know, we need we need to have more documents go through the the process. Well, then we have to measure where they sit the longest. Yeah, so that brings up, and I agree with you. And that brings up another point. When you when you process all of your all of your business processes, does that mean you stop? Are you done? No, of course not. Uh, yeah. That's why the, the, the word gonna, continuous is there. Exactly. You're going to you're going to revisit these process maps over and over and over again uh, for lots of reasons. So, you know, I I think that as you go through the process, you're going to do a couple things. You're going to get better at the process mapping. And I think that that's how you start to change a culture, especially if you stick to it, because people you're right. People will at first go. Why are you focused on my stuff or why are we changing this or why, why, you know, blah, 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 and go on and on. And, and so as they start to see, it's not about them, it's about the process and how you can make the business better without them being afraid of losing their job or, you know, 
some of those outcomes. When you show them that over and over and over again and how they can benefit from it, that's where you truly start to elevate that maturity within the organization up to a, another level. And it takes repeatability to do that. It, you don't just process map once and you're, and you're done. It's something that you just do ongoing forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you just go on forever. Yeah. You know? and, and in this world and, and, the, and the language that we have, it's just like the 5S system. You know, you never stop. Yeah. You never stop with 5S either. So, yeah, we'll be touching on 5S. I'm just previewing. You know, so a couple areas where I noted where, you know, you can go wrong with this kind of stuff. Um, uh, You know, applications for process map, inadequate process types, you know, actually not using the, you know, the right tool at the right level for the right way. Uh, Unclear focus of, you know, a process map. If you process map it and and it's still not understandable, then what was the point, you know? So yeah. you got to make sure you're creating something that's usable. And this last one, I, I really like, um, obsession to design the perfect process map. So I relate to this one because of my OCD or, OCD, you know, yeah. perfectionism. You know, I, you know, I definitely ha- had a hard time with this one at first, wanting to capture that perfect map and with the perfect detail. You got to understand that you're going to go through it a lot of times you're going to revisit it over and over and over again. You're going to let it stew as a, as a, as a, a, a person we knew once upon a time used to say all the time, we'll let that stew and we'll come back to it. You know? Yeah. Well, that <laughs> is, that so, is the way I feel. You heard, you heard me a couple of times. Soak, soak time. You need, yeah. you need some soak time. And I know for me, writing anything down, being an engineer, I have to write it and then I leave it and then I have to come back and write it again so right nothing's good the first time yeah no doubt so i think that uh uh i think those are you know some very good uh that's you know kind of a very good outline of of how you should manage a process map you know how you should uh, uh use a process map which one to use um you know there's uh uh you know, the DMAIC process, which is probably the most uh, um, recognizable framework that is used, uh, you know, out there, uh, definitely has the process map as one of its key areas for certification, whether it's, you know, a, a green belt or a black belt or what, whatever it is. You know, uh, process mapping is at the root uh, of, of a lot of that. So uh, as, as somebody that... Uh, you know, maybe diving into uh, uh, managing, you know, continuous improvement or implementing uh, uh, a change, con- you know, change control process in your environment. Process mapping is one of those areas that you should really uh, understand, especially if you're going to facilitate a process mapping uh, and how you use it to get people engaged in the business yeah. and understand what's going on. I agree with everything you said there, and I don't want to go back to where the overarching drive should be is what is the expectation. Right. And, and that's where leadership, that's where leadership, not necessarily that they're facilitating the process mapping, but leadership should provide what is the expectation for a process. And if you can get everybody yeah. to agree that the expectation of, of the output of that process is whatever has been, has been set, then everybody is on the same page with, well, how do we get there? 
and you give them the autonomy to get there the best way that they can. You don't dictate. Yeah. You don't dictate how they get there. So by by process mapping, letting them process map their own process uh, allows the. Uh, to me, it, it's going to energize them with a little more um, effectiveness right from the beginning. Yep. Well, I hope that um, I hope everybody uh, enjoys our kind of our turn in direction. Uh, like I said, we're going to get into uh, a lot more detail on these topics. Uh, you know, we've mentioned a few already that we're going to touch on here in here in the uh, here in the upcoming sessions. So um, we really hope that uh, you enjoy these. And uh, um, Sean, we'll come back on another date to take on our next topic. You got anything else to add? Looking forward to it. No, I appreciate uh, the time. I appreciate everyone listening. Uh, yep. Have a great day. No doubt. No, yep. You take care, Sean. We'll talk to you later. Bye, Liz. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Sean and I will be back again to discuss another exciting business topic and work-life adventure. Take care.